Happy Sunday. Can I ask all y'all to stand up? How's everybody doing today? We, are, we want to welcome all our campuses all over San Diego, but especially in Oahu. Uh, our hearts go out to uh, Lahaina. I'm sure all of you seen about the fire in Lahaina um, in Maui. A very special place in my heart. My wife and I were just there seven weeks ago, and we have many places that we go there all the time. Uh, Lahaina Grill, Chemo's. A restaurant and the banyan tree for all of you know this little town in Maui it is such a special place and I'm sure all of you seen the devastation I think there were 2200 structures that were burned to the ground uh, one of our board members house burned to the ground and um, it was just a horrible thing a lot of people are homeless and they don't know they're being flown all over different campuses so one of our campuses in Oahu is gonna hopefully reach out and be able to connect with some of the people being moved to Oahu um, and we're just uh, praying for all of you, and I know you get, we're given an opportunity to give towards that, and we'll continue to keep you updated. But I want to tell everybody over in Oahu, we love you. We're praying for you at Rock Church Oahu. God bless y'all. And the, these are the type of moments that the church was made for. So uh, hopefully you guys can connect with the people being moved to Oahu, and obviously go over to Maui to uh, minister to them over there. And uh, anyway... Let's bow for a word of prayer and be thankful for what we have. Amen? Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love for us. Lord, thank you that you give us the ability to help people, love people, encourage people. We pray for everyone affected by the fire in Lahaina and the fire is still going on around Maui. So many families, so many businesses, such a popular tourist spot where millions go every year. We just pray for your grace on all the people who are impacted, their families, their friends, their businesses, the, the stores we were just in, all gone. But we tell you thank you for what we have today and may we not take for granted our health, our breath, our job, our friends, our neighbors, our homes, our cars, our food, our cable, our phones, so many things we take for granted. We tell you thank you and we pray that you would give us wisdom and encouragement and courage to leverage everything that we have been given. Opportunities, relationships, that we would leverage all those things to glorify our God. In Jesus' name, amen. Give someone a high five next to you. Turn to Revelation chapter 22, Revelation chapter 22. Last book of the Bible. Uh, I have a very close friend named uh, Brian Buffini and he has a company called Buffini and Company. They train real estate agents on how to sell houses. Um, he came here with no money and started, this, started selling homes, built a a very successful business there in countries all over the world. Matter of fact, if you're in South Africa and you want to sell homes, you have to go through his training. It's, it's uh, awesome. He's right here in San Diego, lives 10 minutes from me. We get together all the time, loves God. He's actually going to be speaking here next Sunday and giving a, a powerful word about the good life that God has planned for us. Can I get amen? And I'll be here there and introducing him. But um, he had an event uh, 
Wednesday, Thursday that I went to here in San Diego called Mastermind. And it was eight sermons, eight one-hour sermons by different people. He did four of them. And so I got to sit through eight sermons. Now, now I know how you feel, okay? <laughs> but they were all amazing. He, he, he did four of them and then two other pe- four other people did four of them. Um, and there were about 2,500 people there. And as I was watching and experiencing that and getting fed, my wife and I was with me, had a great time. Uh, and by the way, did y'all see the picture of him? Okay, yeah, his daughters told me that they're going to swag him out. They're going to get some chains. And he said he's, going to, he's not going to wear a tie, but he's going to be coming here swagged out. But um, out of all the people that were at that conference, at that mastermind conference for two days, they all had different experiences. Like if you sat in the front of the arena, of the place, the room, you had a different experience than the people sitting in the back. If you valet parked, you had a different experience than people who had a pay park. If you got to meet Brian, you had a different experience than the people who didn't meet Brian. If you got backstage, you had a different experience than the people who didn't get backstage. And all the people there, I'm sure if there were 2,500, 3,000 people there, there were 2,500, 3,000 different experiences. When you go to heaven, I have a theory that all of us are not going to have the same experience. Now, we all think we're going to go to heaven and it's going to be great. By the way, heaven's going to be here on earth, just so you know, it ain't up there. It's right here. Right here. That's a whole other story. We talked about a new heaven and an earth. But that we're all going to have a different experience and it's based on and largely impacted by the rewards you get by what you do on earth. In other words, every single one of us is going to be judged by fire, not for our salvation, but for our faithfulness. I'm going to say it again. I know you think, I, I got saved, now I'm going to heaven, it's going to be all cool. And it's, it's not that it's going to be bad, but every single one of you believers is going to be your words, your works, your words are going to be judged by fire. And whatever proves to survive the fire, you will get a reward. And that reward is going to determine and have an impact on your experience in heaven. Now, personally, I want you to get all the rewards you can get. Can I get amen? How many of y'all want all the rewards you can get? Now, you may be thinking, that seems like selfish. No, if God set it up that you're going to get rewards, you want those rewards. I'm going to say it again. If God has set up that you are to get rewards, and I'll say it again. If God has set up that you are to be blessed now, you should want what God has set up for you. Can I get an amen? And so when we, when we walk with God and we, we read the Bible and we, we come to church and do all the things we do, we got to do it with a biblical mindset and a mindset that we're being obedient to God and God is going to honor that in any way he decides. Now, it's not about, Lord, if I pray, you're going to get me my Mercedes, right? You're going to get me my, Mer- my brand new black Mercedes. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. You can pray for it, by the way. You can pray for anything you want. How many of you single guys in here? Raise your hand if you're a single guy. Okay. okay. You're like 20. Okay, come on, fellas. <laughs> and dudes are like. <laughs> How many of you guys are single? Can I get a hand? Can I raise it? Okay, 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 okay. Great. You can pray for any woman you want, as long as she ain't taken by somebody else, married by something. If, if, she, if she's not married and she got a boyfriend, hey, you can still pray her. It might not work out, right? But whenever you pray, you pray in Jesus' name, which means, Lord, if that's what you want for me. And God's going to say, bro, you can't handle all that. <laughs> so I'm going to give you, <laughs> that's a tiger. I'm going to give you a little kitty cat, okay? <laughs> that's, a lot, that's a lot of firepower over there. You, can't, you, don't, you, don't, know what, you don't know what you're asking for. <laughs> I, I grew up... Um, 
a very diverse family. I have a uh, grandmother who's white, grandmother who's half Chinese black, and two black grandfathers. So I have a lot of, and, my, and to make things more confusing, my father told me I was adopted from Puerto Rico. <laughs> For real. And uh, um, so I was like, I was telling someone the other day, now I always wanted to have a Puerto Rican wife. And this, this lady said, are you sure? That's <laughs> 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 my spice right there. <laughs> I said, yes, I am. I was. But look, Revelation twenty two twelve. 12. Re Revelation twenty two twelve. Look, it says, behold, this is Jesus talking. Behold, I am coming quickly and my reward, everyone say reward, is with me to give to everyone according to his work. What? I am the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Luke chapter 6, 35. Love your enemies, do good and lend do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. Watch this. I'm not doing it to get anything in return. However, however, your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Mark, 6, Mark 9, 41. For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, assuredly I say he will by no means lose his reward. Say reward. Say reward. Matthew 6, 19 to 20, do not lay up for yourselves treasures in earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Say treasures in heaven. How many of y'all want treasures in heaven? I want you to have treasures in heaven. There are some people who have more treasures here they're gonna, they're, they're, they're more treasures here than you, but you'll have more treasures in heaven than them. Some of them, some people have more treasures here than you that won't even begin to heaven. It's not about treasures here. It's about our treasures in heaven. And we have to be heavenly minded. We have to set our minds on things above, not below. In everything we do. And so the question is, how do you get treasures in heaven? Now, um, when I go on vacation, to me, and this is, a, this is my personal vacation um, philosophy, Whatever level you live at, to me, this is just me, vacation needs to be a higher level. <laughs> In other words, I want to go someplace, I don't get my feet rubbed at my house. <laughs> What's up, honey? You don't rub my feet? <laughs> I rub my wife's feet, right? She don't rub my, 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 my. She, she says, well, I first have to get the sandpaper out and just... <laughs> Then I'll rub them. <laughs> I want to go someplace where I get my feet rubbed. Okay? But often you can't afford all those places, so I like to collect points. How many of y'all collect points? I'm all about points, credit card points and, you know, get upgrades in this. And God has a setup where you can get points for everything you do in heaven. Now, it's not a joke. I just read it to you. Watch this. When Jesus was... Right before he was crucified, when he was on trial, Pontius Pilate had him stand on a little stool called a Bema seat. Everyone say Bema seat. It's called a Bema seat or judgment seat. But it's really like a, a, a platform. And sometimes, uh, well, they was used for uh, the speakers or orators. They would speak from the platform. Just like I'm on a stage, they would have a little tiny platform. Or they, you would stand on there and then you would be judged you and I are going to stand on the Bema seat of Christ. And he is going to judge the integrity of everything you did as a believer. 
Because some of the things we do, whether it be service, whether it be praying for somebody, whether it be giving money, whether it be ministry, uh, 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 helping someone you know, fix their house, whatever it is, there's always something behind what we do. And some of the things that we do, we're not gonna get credit for. It's gonna be tested by fire. And whatever survives the fire, you will get a reward for. Because God can't be fooled. By the way, maybe, maybe I should park there for a second. You can't fool God. You ever hear the term, there's a lot of hypocrites in church? Of course there are. That's why we have church. <laughs> We're trying to deal with that hypocrisy. However, people come, some people come to church with no intent of changing. But they want everybody to see them so they can check a box. God says, you're not getting any credit for that for me because I see behind that. And so when you stand on the baby seat, God is going to test the integrity of everything you've ever said, everything you've ever done. Matthew 12, 36 says, but I tell you that everyone will give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. Oh, snap. And I'm not talking about F-bombs. That's not, that's, that's not an empty word. That's a, an explosive word. I'm talking about, oh, you're so nice. I can't stand her. That's an empty word. <laughs> for by your words you will be acquitted and by your words you will be condemned. Look at, look at what it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 19, 5, 9, and 10. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we all must appear before the judgment seat, bema seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Every single one of us in the end is going to stand before God and God's going to say, I want to reward you, but let's, let's be really clear. Everything you did wasn't on the up and up. And we're going to find out. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians 3, 9 to 15. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. This is Paul speaking to the, the, the saints in Corinth. Let each one take heed how he builds on it. Paul laid the foundation of Christ in their life, and now they were to build on that, grow in their faith, grow in their knowledge, grow in their ability to minister to others in the, in the, in the spirit of the Lord. And it says, make sure you are careful that you don't build on it with manipulation, that you don't build on it with pressure, you don't build on it in the flesh, you don't build on it with, with lies, that you build on it with integrity. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. The only reason we're here is because of Jesus Christ. Can I get amen? The only thing we need to have in common is Jesus Christ. So we need to treat each other through that filter. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, or precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. Everyone say fire. F-I-Y-A, fire. <laughs> and the fire will test each one's work what sort it is. If anyone's work he's built, uh, he has built on indoors, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. You will be saved, but your work will not by the fire. So you're going to come to God and say, Lord, look at all this. Listen, me, me, me. I can come to God, hey, look at the rock church. I did this, I did this, I did this. And the, the, the five guys go, 
Whoosh. You were in your flesh. You can come. I did this, God. I helped this person. I encouraged this person. I bought this person this. I, 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 I fed this person. And the fire is going to go whoosh. It was all about you. Or, great job. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's what I'm talking about. One or the other. So how do you know? Now, rewards will be given on an individual basis. So you can't be blaming people. Well, God, you know my parents. Nope. Well, you don't know the neighborhood. I, nope. I got bullied in, 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 high, in junior high by Pookie and Ray Ray. Nope. Don't matter. <laughs> you will stand before God and God will say, you had every opportunity to do what I asked you to do because I resourced you with every opportunity. I was sitting on a plane the other day talking to someone about God and um, we had a, man, three-hour conversation. And he was like, yeah, you know, I was thinking about God and I don't know about God. And I said, bro, God put you next to me for three hours. And I'm, I, listen, I'm breaking out some of my best stuff right now. And if you are going to stand before God and say, you didn't know, he's just going to run that tape from right now. Tell me about that. That brother broke it down for you, young man. The, the gospel, apologetics, science. We were talking about all kinds of stuff, how the brain works. How did you not get that? You can't come. When you stand before God, he's going to be like, this is between me and you. You can't blame that person. You can't blame that person. You can't blame that person. It's going to be between you and God. All rewards are going to be given to everyone. Everyone's got a chance for reward. Three tests your works need to pass. One, our works must pass the integrity test. What is the intent of everything you do? If you say, hey, God bless you, why'd you say that? Hey, let me help you with that. Why'd you do that? Let me pray for you. Why are you doing that? Let me go to church. Why are you coming to church? Why are you lifting your hands? What is the intent of everything you do? It's not about the action. It's about the heart. Old Testament was all about these rules. How you got to do this. You got to do this. Don't do this. Love your neighbor. You know, don't, don't break the Sabbath. Jesus said, let me tell you something. This, it's, not about, it's not about that. It's not about whether you actually slept with the woman. What did you lust in your heart? It's not about whether you killed somebody. What did you say in your heart? There's uh, AI is... I'm not a conspiracy theory, but I'm just going to tell you what the, some of the inventors have said. It is going to change the world and for the good and for the worst. It's scary. And one of the things that AI is, that I have learned is developing the ability to do is to read your mind. I was actually a, a person watching a video and and thinking about what they were watching and AI was spitting out what the person was watching, thinking, watching the video. It was scary. So if they got facial recognition, which now in Portland, Oregon, I think it was in Portland, you, you had to have facial recognition and get into a store. I, I don't know if they're going to get to the point where they're going to actually be able to determine what you think and, and give you a social score and... <laughs> Pro pro prohibit you from spending money because your money's digital because of how you think because you're not woke enough or you don't have the right views of the world. It's, it's out, out of control. But my point is that if AI can determine what you think, God's been way ahead of that. 
And so when you, when you, when you stand before God, you'll be like, yo, God, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. He said, yeah, we're going to run the tape about what you did, but now I'm going to run you the tape that you've never seen. It's the intent of your heart. It's what you were thinking, what you thought you were going to get. What was your motivation? So everything you do has to pass the integrity test. Psalm 34, 7, 4, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you, he'll implant in you his desires. But if you don't delight yourself in the Lord, it's all about you, you will have your desires. 1 Corinthians 10, 31, therefore, whatever you eat, drink, whatever you do, do for God's glory. So imagine if every time you said something, did something, you said, God, I only want to respond if it's going to glorify you. How many of y'all been in a conversation where someone's gossiping about something and they're saying stuff that's just, just off the wall and you're like, I, and then you're like, I don't know. And then you, you kind of chime in. But you know it's wrong. Can I get amen? Yeah. Look, look, you know it's wrong. And, and you're like, yeah. And you're like, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going to nod my head. You just co-signed. I ain't saying anything, God. I, I ain't saying anything. Yeah, but you stood there and you went, yeah, 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 yeah. God's going to judge the intent of your heart. Number two, our rewards must, our works must pay, pass the faith test. Romans 1.17 says, the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible. Everyone say impossible. Let's say it three times. I'm going to say it once. I'm going to pause for emphasis. Say impossible. impossible. Say Impossible. Say impossible. Impossible in Espanol. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I was just trying to make a statement. You can could, you could repeat that or not. <laughs> in, in Spanish, it's impossible. You cannot please God unless you walk by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Lord, I don't understand how this is going to work, but I believe that you are telling me to do it because the integrity of my actions are going to be that I'm obeying you, not myself. I'm glorifying you, not myself. So I'm going to try this, and I don't know how it's going to work out. That's faith. I told you, I was, my dad told me I was Puerto Rican growing up, so all my life I wanted to learn Spanish. And by the time I got out to California and, and started church, I was like, you know, 25%, 20% of the church speaks Spanish. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to speak Spanish. So I said, well, I'm going to go to a Spanish school, immersion. So I signed up for this school in Costa Rica. I've never been to Costa Rica. I don't speak Spanish. And I'm going by myself. So I'm going to fly into this country that speaks a different language that I don't speak to go to a place I've never been, people i never met, and learn Spanish. And by the way, I thought it was cold, warm, so I didn't bring any clothes. It was freezing cold. <laughs> Rained half the days. So I go there, and I'm on the plane, literally. I mean, I speak hola. That was my level. <laughs> Hola, como esta? And I get on the plane, and most of the people speak Spanish. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm in a country. I don't understand what's going on. I don't know where I'm going. I hope someone's there going to pick me up at the airport. I hope where I'm going is safe. That was a step of crazy faith. Spent 12 days there. Had a great time. Learned Spanish, forgot most of it. <laughs> when God tells you to do something, there's always going to be an unknownness to it. If you have to know everything, because some people need to know everything, I'm a risk taker by nature, so it's, it's easier for me to just go, hey, let's go. 
But some people need to have everything organized and there's nothing wrong with that unless it gets in the way of your faith. Because God is not ever going to tell you everything. And you mean, well, God, I didn't know this, I didn't know this, I didn't know this. He says, okay, I'm going to tell you some of those things, but it ain't going to be the whole story because you're not asking the right questions. At, at some point, you have to go, I trust you. And that's where the reward is. Cha-ching, cha-ching. I'm trusting you. Third, our works must pass the sacrifice test. When you obey God, does it cost you anything? Does it cost you an opportunity? Does it cost you potentially a relationship? Does it cost you money? Does it cost you energy? Does it cost you an opportunity? What are you sacrificing? Jesus sacrificed his life for us. God sacrificed his only son. It's not like God had a thousand sons. He's like, well, I can just give it one. Ain't no big deal. I got 999 more. So no, no, no. It's cost me my only son. David, King David, had taken a census of the people, and he did it with the wrong intent. God judged him. A plague broke out. People started dying. King David Praise to God, God, why are you punishing the people? The sin was on me. And he says, I want you to offer me a sacrifice. So he goes to this man and he says, I want to give a sacrifice to the Lord for the plague. And the guy says to David, I'll just give you the land and I'll give you the animals to sacrifice with. And this is what David says. David says, no, but I will surely buy it from you for a price. Nor will I offer burnt offerings to the Lord, my God, with that which costs me nothing. You could do a lot of good things and it's no big deal. Okay, I'm not saying that's bad, but it's really when God calls you to do something that's going to cost you something. Matter of fact, in the Old Testament, when they brought offerings, if they brought a lamb or, or ox, they had to bring a lamb or hot ox that was healthy. They couldn't bring, like, they had five lambs and all five of them are healthy and one of them got a broke leg and psoriasis and a blind eye and he, he can't, he walking in, he, he can't even fit, the lamb can't even finish a sentence. The lamb can't go bah, it just goes bah, bah, it just, you know, it just, <laughs> and, and, and say, God, there it is. He said, no, 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 I want your best. I want what's going to cost you because by you giving me what's going to cost you, you are trusting that I'm going to replace that. And so as you think about your life, sometimes we create this barrier around our lives that everything's comfortable. We don't have to give up anything. We get to please God and please ourselves and be comfortable. And God says, nah, because my thing is not about making you happy. So my wife and I met uh, uh, in 1980, 43 years ago. We got married 39 years ago. And I've learned that marriage is not to make you happy. <laughs> it's to make you holy. And if all y'all, if any of y'all are single out here and you've never been, how many of y'all are single? Male, female, right? Okay, newsflash. Do not find someone just because you think they're going to make you happy. You need to find someone, one, that you're going to make them happy, but that your relationship is going to make you holy because the only 
way your relationship is going to last. People ask us all the time, how do y'all stay married so long? It's because I have to serve her and she has to serve me. Now, do we do it perfectly? Absolutely not. But that's the radar. That's the goal. How do I understand her love language and serve her according to her love language? How does she do the same for me? It is about mutual service on one to another. God says all the circumstances in your life that I'm going to call you to obey me, there's going to be a, an aspect of sacrifice and purification of your heart in that process. Those are the things you're going to get reward for. If you, if you got, you know, uh, you know a, a bunch of opportunities, you give one like no big deal, all right, there's no sacrifice there. It's not, that, it's not that you won't get a reward. You may get like a one little carrot thing, but God ain't going to blow you up because, man, you gave up a serious opportunity. So there's three things. that You have the integrity test. You have the faith test. You have the sacrifice test. And once all these things happen, your rewards are given to you. You stand on the Bama seat, fire, test your rewards, and this is what it might look like when you get your rewards. As you stand before God, God's going to bring you your rewards. You get your robe of righteousness, your white robe, as you're going to stand before God. Come on now. I'm, in the, I'm in the, doing it right now. You get your, your swag chain. Because I've been a good boy, you know what I'm saying? And you get a crown. You might get a crown of righteousness. You might get a crown of life because you endured temptation. You might get a crown of glory because you were faithful in service. You might get a crown of rejoicing because you were a soul winner. You might get a victor's crown because you disciplined your body and said no to the urges of your flesh. You might get a crown of righteousness because you long for Jesus to come back. But here's the thing, none of this is about you. This is the whole point. The only reason that this could impact your experience in heaven is because it's with these rewards that we worship God. Revelation 4, 9 to 11, whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. The only reason you would ever get a reward is because of what God has done in your life. Because God has done through your life, and it's with these rewards that we will... Approach God and say, God, I thank you. I thank you for my life. I thank you for my family. I thank you for my health. I thank you for my church. I thank you for your love in my life. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Thank you, God, for your patience. Thank you, God, for your mercy. Thank you, God, for your power. Only for you, God. Only for you. If I can ask all of you to lift your hands to God in all the campuses, 
because everything you have ever done in your life that's worth talking about, anything you've ever done in your life that has any value in the kingdom, it was because God did it. He empowered you. He's, he's shaping you, molding you, he's blessed you. He's honored your faith. But he's the one who created you in the first place. And so Lord, we wanna tell you thank you. We don't know when the end will come. But we know that at the end of the day, you are the only one worthy of glory and honor. So at all the campuses, we are going to sing and praise you right now. I'm gonna ask all y'all right now as we sing, I want you to be thinking about your life. We're gonna sing this song. I want you to be thinking about your life and I want you to be thinking about everything good in your life is only because of God. Let me be so bold to say, we are nothing but dirt that God breathed the breath of life and glory into us. Without him, we are nothing. And so let's sing this song together. And then after that, we'll, we'll, we'll break. Let's sing this one song together. campuses you guys I'm gonna pray for you and you guys have your worship Lord I pray for all the campuses I pray that right now as they worship you as they acknowledge you as they bow down and offer to you their crowns their, their the glory that man has bestowed on us we bestow back to you and so I pray that the Spirit of God would fill all the campuses and as you worship come to the stage and pray or do whatever you have to do to tell God with your voice, your posture, your body, your volume, your energy, that it is all about God and He is only, only one worthy of our glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear God, I want to offer this to you. 
And so we'll sing that, just come out, out of your seat, maybe come out for prayer. We have people who pray with you, but I wanna open up the altar to you to come out and say, Lord, I, wanna, I just wanna approach you and tell you thank you and give it to you. I'm not holding on to anything. So let's sing that one more time and just come forward for prayer. Sing it out, day and night, see. See, day and night, night and day, comprehend your forgiveness we cannot comprehend your grace so many of our sins and our pride our arrogance is covered by your grace we can mistake your grace as approval for our behavior we can mistake your grace as approval for our thoughts but Lord our heart is deceitful and desperately wicked we don't even know it and I just pray Lord that today we would spend time thinking about the intent of our heart thinking about how much we trust you, how much we do by faith, how much we're really willing to sacrifice because it all belongs to you anyway. Our very bodies belong to you. Our mind, our thoughts, our dreams, all the physical things, it all is yours anyway. We are so deceived to think we have control over anything, even our own breath. And so we just wanna tell you thank you and take a moment today to say we love you. And whenever the end comes, whether it's tomorrow or a thousand years from now, we know you will be faithful and we will be with you. And we thank you. And may we live every day like you're coming back tomorrow. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.